Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs and welcome once again to the H&J Daily some of the best bits of this afternoon's show well you know we, we covered some ground we talked a bit of football didn't we Andy yeah we talked a bit about last night we talked yeah. a, bit, did a little bit of politics very unusual there we talked about... Ben Elton's influence. That's true. That's, yeah, we did. We talked about um, players wrapping their cars, uh, kind of putting exotic coverings on their expensive vehicles. And uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang of Arsenal was upset some petrol heads with his wrapping of a very rare Ferrari. Um, we and we spoke that. with the man that does that. Yep. Uh, and uh, Tom, Tom Glover, Glover, comedian, lovely fella. Yeah, good man. And Andy, uh, you'll hear from him. He was on good form. And uh, also Andy said he's going to turn over a new leaf in one area of his life. So you'll find out what that is as well. So here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, well done to Northern Ireland. What, yeah. what a brilliant job he's done there. Michael, Michael O'Neill. O'Neill, yeah, yeah. A, I mean, honestly, they play so... When you look at the two teams He's the international night, Cowleys, isn't he? Well, it's amazing. When you yeah. look at Northern Ireland's lineup. I know they lost 2-0, but a very, very late goal skewed it. They created Connor three... Connor Washington, two very good chances. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Stuart Dallas, who yeah, yeah. hit it well enough. It just wide at 1-0 wouldn't have made it 1-1. They deserved a point out of it. I know Germany had a lot of chances and all that, but I, they put up such a, a brave and brilliant display. The atmosphere was brilliant as well, so it was... It was a really enjoyable game, I thought. The classic punching above their way. You look mm. at Germany now, and they, they just don't look quite right, do they? No. I mean, sometimes they do. I mean, they sort of press well, but... You can't write them off. I, mean, <laughs> I think somebody may have mentioned that before, you can't write the Germans off. But no. there's you... something not quite right about that team at the moment. Well, if everyone's fit, Belgium must be amongst the favourites, yeah. much more than they are. I mean, the, the Scotland, you know, they're not going to compete with Belgium, but I thought the third goal was pretty grim. You know, that, that yeah. set plays are always defendable. And that, that, but the other, you know, there's the De Bruyne across. The, f- I mean, the first goal, we're coming, coming yeah. straight from a Scotland corner, yeah, and then up the other end. How many times have we seen City do that? I mean, it's just it's similar to the goal mm. they scored against the Republic in the Euros a couple of years ago. Yeah. They, just, they just, just get going on the break. Lukaku's in the box and, and it's a goal. De Bruyne, honestly, every time, every time he does something good, he, he was Chelsea's player. He was. I oh, know. How many? So, who are the others you let go along uh, the way? De Bruyne uh, is probably the he's worst. He's the worst one. Yeah, Salah. Salah, De Bruyne and yeah. Salah are you know, two probably the best players in the 
Premier League. But there you go, that's football. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> I'm surprised Leeds Very let... stoic of you. Leeds let Bailey Peacock Farrell go. I thought he yeah. had a decent game, actually. And uh, yeah. he's obviously a man with three surnames. But you think... All right, so his, his last name's Peacock Farrell. Fine. But if you're his parents, why, why don't we just call him Tom or Jim or Bill? Why can't we give him another surname another like Bailey? Well, it's, it's also a, it's a first name as well. Yeah, I'd it? say there's more people called Bailey as a last name than there are as Bailey. Give you a great commentary moment, can't it? Bailey. Peacock <laughs> Farrell. Yeah. Back to uh, Bailey. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Back to Farrell. <clears throat> but we saw the folly of. Um, Ellery's dual standard handball last night. Yeah. Well, except there's no VAR. There was no VAR, but, you know, you, this rule is mad. There was a point last night where the ball was going in the net. It hit, I can't remember who it was, an Irish defender. Mm -hmm. Hit him in the hand and he went for a corner. And that prevented a goal. So it's just double standards. Whereas if, if a, a forward had done that and it had led to a goal, it would be handball. But that way, it's not handball. It just makes no sense. It's not cleared up anything. It's just no. the, it's the worst rule change I think I've ever seen in football. It's just made it worse. I, I do. I'm sure they'll change it back. Except there was no VAR. No, I know there's no <laughs> VAR. Exactly. You're having That's a row about VAR when there's no, <laughs> no VAR. No, but there's still the rule. Yeah, this is this the is, is the football applies. equivalent of an empty house. You're well, doing no, here. except <laughs> if it's in the Champions League, and then it is a then it is a penalty. But it isn't. No. <laughs> no, I know. I'll take your point there. Yeah, I'm being a bit. Facetious. And uh, do you see the Cross Channel reality show? I can't remember what it's called now. No, I'm not uh, seeing. What's that? Where they have to swim? The sink or swim? It's sink called. or swim. And yeah, yeah. They're basically celebrities have to swim the English Channel. Um, but it got called off which uh, because of weather conditions. Yeah. It's good for Arj, though, who was in it. It uh, saved him from being harpooned by Japanese fishermen. Oh, bit Ooh, harsh. bit harsh. He, um, as it, I mean, I thought sink or swim, I, mean, I know they're doing it all for stand-up for cancer, doing it for it a very for good charity. reason. Of course it is. But it strikes me as a format. You know, you, start, you wonder about these interactive formats. Mm. And then you you might look down the list mm. of celebrities that are there and it's a, you think, sink or swim, your old mate Alex Brooker will, will say, Oh, Alex, definitely much swim. We like we like Alex and swim. Yeah. One or two of the other thing, no, sink. Push the red button on your handset now. And suddenly the lead weight it's not, takes I mean, them down. You know, it's, it's more than a marathon, that's it's a really arduous yeah. task to it's swim a, the channel, yeah. no, no question about it. Arduous. Arduous. Yeah, arduous. It's a good word, arduous. So, yeah. Very interesting stuff, as always, from Dave Kidd. He does write a very good column in The Sun. Yeah. And he, he, he points this out, which... Um, if you picked a combined 11 based on batting and bowling averages during the series, you'd get basically seven English players and four Australians, yeah. which he says is further testimony to the scale of Steve Smith's genius. Oh, absolutely. Very good point that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely spot on. I saw I Jim and the guys talking about earlier on the kind mm. of putting on the glasses and doing the Jack Leach thing, but the evening before, some of the England boys were kind of pulling at their clothes and twitching and doing their normal wisdom yeah, impressions. That was a pop at Smith, and mm. Smith was asked about it uh, yeah. the following day, and he, he sort of laughed it off. He didn't have a problem with it. Of course, and I'm sure he, Jack he, Leach isn't bothered by no, it either. And if you're going to look, if you're going to give it out, you have to take it. That's the bottom yeah. line, really. We shouldn't get sniffy and about KP them taking as the well. I, mean, I don't know what that criticism of Jack Leach is about. He, he didn't bowl badly. The one mistake that he made was the no ball. It was yeah. a pretty crucial mistake, but he didn't do it deliberately, and he still bowled a decent ball that got Smith out. And if you think about the way Smith bowls, he probably is the best chance because he bowls the ball into him and then away. Whereas all the others, you know, he just steps across outside the off stump and either plays it as a straight ball or he leaves it. So, yeah. you know, I'm not surprised. We'll hear from Jimmy Anderson about whether he'd be able to get Smith out and what he'd do later and it's quite interesting. Mm. 
Um, here's a stupid one though. Uh, only fools uh, horses. Only fools and horses. Only fools horses. Only fools. You're abbreviating. Is that too long for you to say? Like Bailey I'm Peacock very, Farrell. I've gone very tabloid. Only, only <laughs> horses. Only fools and horses. Actor John Chalice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is being played by pigeons. Yeah, that's what it says. Is he really? Yeah, he's been plagued by pigeons. It's oh, John's been in before. He plays yeah. boys. He listens to the show. I yeah, think. he's battling against pesky birds. It's, of course, it's not the only. Uh, what? I mean, personally, when he walks down the street or in his yeah, house, just in his house. Oh, he okay, said, where right. I sit, he said the pigeons have landed there and they poop on me and everything. It's terrible. Really? It's like, oh yeah, that's what he said. It's in, it's made the base. Has he got a roof? <laughs> Must be true. <laughs> but it's in the garden. I think it's it's in it's. Uh... Well, they will do that sometimes. <laughs> in a pile of sticks right above where I sit is a pigeon squab. Well, move your seat then. <laughs> it's not the only feathered creature that's bothered him, of course. Starling. Oh, oh blimey. I wonder where he was going with that. It was just a shoehorn that. Of course end. it was. Of course it was, yeah, yeah. Marvellous. Thank you so much. Poor old John. It's, uh, yeah, let's hope they stop pooping on him. <laughs> and Diego Maradona. Mm. Uh, the papers always sort Is he coming try in? And, no, he isn't. They try and uh, sort of point out that he's always sort of teasing not teasing and goading England about hand of God yeah uh, they said uh, he's led anti-English chants when he took over as a manager of a straggling football team yeah uh, as fans sang he joined in if you don't jump you're an Englishman this yeah. is a song that every Argentinian crowd sing and it's not a knock at the English or hand of God what it is is about the fact that we are very straight laced mm -hmm. so if you're in a football crowd and you there were like a load of English people, and there were a load of Argentinian people. The Argentinian people would be jumping up and down as they do for three hours. Yeah. And English people don't do that. So it's just as those that don't jump is an Englishman. It's not a knock it's, at hand of it's God. It's not nothing no. to do with the hand of God. No, it's okay. just a song they all sing. So. Where, where, where did it come from? When did it start? In the. Do you know? No, you got no idea. As far as I know, it's always been sung. Do you jump up and down when you go there? Do you feel you get kind of sucked in or not? I don't sit in the jumping and up and down section. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. No, you sit in the posh seats. The, the 12, it's called. Have oh. you ever you ever stood on that section? I have stood behind the goal at Rassing, and uh, and that was quite... But, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, remember at Chelsea when I used to sit in the lower section... Everybody stands up all the time when there's a yeah. you know in the ball, and it, yeah, after a while your knees go you know, God, you know up and down, down up and down. You? No, you know <clears throat> it's a bit much really. Yeah. So uh, no, is the yeah, answer. You to that did question. once. I remember you and your missus went to Italy, didn't you? And yeah, got Italy. tickets for a Lazio. game. You went and watched Lazio, and you stood Lazio amongst all the ultras. Yeah, we, we were the in old the curve, curve. Yeah, in the curve. Uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark Lawrenson, the curve, curve. at the moment. Whatever so it you, is. Yeah. And your missus was there doing mm. her puzzler magazine, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, she was just reading or something. Or so doing there's all crosswords. these kids jumping up and down, setting off flares. And, and your bloke was like banging on the plastic thing next to him, like... And spick hitting and, the thing. And she's doing a word search. Next she didn't to seem to notice Did at all. Did they not say anything? Well, she didn't say anything. She didn't even okay. notice. If you've sat in the Larry section anywhere, um, <laughs> let us know in, in, in what circumstances and how did you get on? Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text 81089, tweet to TS H and J. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but maybe it's my hearing. But when the commentator says, apologies for any swearing that you heard, there, thinking, I didn't. I didn't Start hear going swearing. back, do you? Yeah. Start <laughs> falling back. Oh, yeah. I fancy a bit That's of swearing. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. I'll check That's it right. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just used to it. I, mean, I, I do find it, you know, it's a bit nanny state. If, I mean, I've noticed with Sky Box Office, I say, mm. if you're watching a fight, I mean, I know, look, people watch them in the it's morning. It's on late at night as well. Mums and dads yeah. might watch them with the kids the following day, but it's like quarter 12 at night and a bloke's just been punched in the face for 30-odd yeah. uh, <laughs> minutes yeah. and he gets a bit loose-tongued after he's won and he <laughs> might F and Jeff now and again. 
But it is quarter mm. to 11. It's no different from showing anything else back the following no, day. No. He's going out live. I mean, I'm not... I don't, I don't watch... I'm sit there with it. Oh, I, I need some <laughs> fan. I have a fan. <laughs> I pass out. Yeah. If I hear Derek Chisora swear at quarter to twelve at night it's on Sky, I'm not massively surprised. Though. That when you when you swear, it feels all right. But when you hear other people well, when swear, I swear or no, I just, no, when one when one, when one swears, you think, well, that's fine. When one swears, it's not a phrase. You no, use not every really. Day, is it? And then when you when hear other people swear, jets. it's like it's a quite a thing. And I, the other night, I was how they swear. Doesn't well, it? that's right. I was driving. I was driving with a wife and. I'm quite sweary in the car. Well, you're quite sweary generally. I mean, <laughs> I it's am. really in, un, incredible you've never been caught out before because you're you're one of your Britain's sweariest man. I did I think say Quinton Wilson I made a programme fiddlesticks about last week. You did, yeah, yeah, good to hear that again. I thought to myself, I was driving along with her and I was swearing away at this one and cursing this bloke and having a go at this one. And you're the world's worst driver as well. You're I in know. no position to I do know that. position to do And then I, I was thinking later in the evening, I said, I said to her, you know, I've really got, I really do swear too yeah. much. I've got to, I've got to try not to. So on Sunday when we got in the yeah. car, I said, I'm not going to swear. And I, I, I sort of managed it. Well, at one point I let one slip, but she didn't hear it. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy, though. It's a, it's a thing that, you know, but anyway, I don't hear it when no. people, maybe that's the reason I don't hear it when they're commentating. This is great news it, for, that is certainly, the fact you're trying to temper your swearing is great news for Steve Smith. And indeed, all of us with an earshot <laughs> of you when Steve Smith <laughs> was betting. That's, that's very true. Oh. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. And uh, coming up in the final hour of the show, uh, pimping the star's rides, we turn to the number one man in that business. Sure, he's got a good alarm on his uh, lock-up because he has some very, oh, yeah, very imagine? smart cars there. <laughs> No flash vehicles left on these premises overnight. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think they're probably. You're going to buy that, are you? No, um, <clears> but <throat> uh, yeah, it's they are quite spectacular. He's been working on uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's car, his Ferrari, and so, some petrol heads. We understand are a bit taken aback by the work that's been done, but I'm sure Yanni will uh, stand his corner. It's that thing of can you improve? That's what we'll ask. Can you improve on a Ferrari? Yeah, well, he obviously thinks you can. Well, you, you know, if he's asked by the client to do it. Yeah, why not? do it. Oh, yeah. If you're in a... If you're in a you also make it look different. Yeah, well, if you're yeah. in a car park full of uh, Ferraris and... Uh, like think, a footballer's well, car park. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You want to want to make it look a bit different. And That's then true. You will mm. chrome it, apparently. Which is... A, I, I mean, we've talked to Yanni before about wrapping. You see a lot of that, don't you? Players, it's a chrome-over, it's called. Like, like a comb-over. Yeah, I'd like to... I mean, players talking, oh, what if you do? I'll wrap me over, <laughs> Finch. I mean, it sounds like Stanley Unwin. But uh, <laughs> if you say that to a footballer, they know exactly what, exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? What is an overfinch? Oh, it's a, isn't it a kind of... It's a, a company that does customising. They do... You see it a lot on Range Rovers, don't you? A lot of... Uh, for, I saw Jermaine uh, Defoe in his a little while ago. So he's a very small man in a massive car. Well, that's often and the way, isn't just, it? Look, I just... I, I, I get, get yourself a nice little... Uh, I did that for years. I, there, that's a syndrome, I think, because I had a pickup truck which is ridiculous you did have a pickup truck just, yeah, covered in dents dense, even though it had I couldn't parking sensors everywhere <laughs> hopeless yeah. and then I, in the old days I had a jeep and it was the same thing I just really? too just big too big for you man you, you need got it. your little Fiat what's it a one 500 yeah. Fiat 5 you can't go wrong with it. I bet you've still got dents all over that driving like have, a stock fact. car should have the doors <laughs> welded up yeah that'd be a good idea actually mm. um we hope to speak to somebody at the University of Portsmouth because they've come up with this idea, and yeah. it's actually quite logical, that cricketers should be allowed to wear shorts 
because of the rising temperatures around the world in terms of climate change and that sort of thing, if you yeah. believe in it or not. But uh, the uh, so it's a point that isn't it really? I'm, you know, isn't it I just mean, more padding, more areas you've got to cover? I mean, you get a massive dead leg if it cools you. I mean, you've got to wear well, a if thigh you're wearing pad. Trousers. If you're wearing a thigh pad, though, no, I think you're talking about fielders, you know, and bowlers. Oh, oh, okay. So not if you're. Why shouldn't a bowler? Why shouldn't Joffrey Archer run up in shorts? Good question. It's yeah, good I mean, question, it's just isn't it? etiquette, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And, uh, what about football in long trousers? It's not <laughs> a bad idea, is it? And it's tie. Yeah. <laughs> they never did that, even in football, didn't they? Even in the very formal days. The referees days. used to wear a suit. Yeah, they I did, like didn't that, they? That, yeah, that's, great that's days, a good yeah. look. I'd rather see John Moss in a nice suit going up there on the pitch. And because uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion about Brexit at the moment, nobody knows what's going to happen. Really? I've not noticed. Yeah, I know. And uh, But one person who thinks they can sort it out is Rylan. Oh, really? <laughs> that was the headline in one of the papers. Uh, Rylan, I can sort out Brexit. Surely, I think, I'm sure Dominic Cummings is sitting there saying, well, look, you know, we could give him a go. <laughs> Nothing else has worked so far. So. I'm surprised Theresa May hasn't recommended an honour for him for just for saying that. Yeah, well, that's got to bring uh, fantastic. in. Some of those people who got honours are brilliant. The, the bloke who was negotiating for three years and came up with a deal that no one liked whatsoever, yeah. whatever your political shade was, no one liked it. Oh, you got a knighthood. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it's a kind of a reward for failure. Wow. The two people that said to her, go and have an election, that'll work really well. Oh. Yeah. didn't they got cbe's tremendous so you know well done everyone hope for us yet we've really enjoyed the last few years uh, so uh, anything else and uh, the times diary think that uh, john burkow because of his love of tennis oh yeah that he'd make a very good tennis umpire because he, you know, he'd like, he likes a seat where he can sit above everybody. So yeah. I thought it's not a bad suggestion, really. Well, yeah, don't you know, I mean, it's quite a long route for him at his age to get a kind of on the <laughs> yeah, ATP circuit. I know he does love tennis. Well, he actually he doesn't love tennis. He loves Roger Federer. He does love Roger Federer. And he's Federer, actually yeah. stood next to Roger Federer, <laughs> telling him how much he loves him. Do you think Federer knows who he is, or is he taking that restraining? Order? Oh no, I think he Do you knows. Think Federer knows who, knows who he is. Oh, yeah. oh, I'd imagine so. If yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Speaker of the House of Commons liked this show. He doesn't, but if he well, he's did, normally working in the afternoon, well, say he did. In the after a fashion. You'd know about it, wouldn't you? You'd hear about it. Well, it's slightly <laughs> different from Roger Federer, isn't it, really? He rings up to do the Fool's Panel on a Friday with Does Motti. Does he think, because we saw that footage of John Burko saying, uh, we love you, Roger, everybody loves you, don't we? It was He was kind of standing yeah. there shouting it to him. I know, it was terrible. And Roger Federer's thinking, oh, thank you very much, you know, yeah, uh, hello, security. Much, he, really? he, he just probably thinks he's just some <laughs> random fan. He doesn't know who he is, idea, is, it? is it really? Talking of tennis, oh, yeah. um, the good people at Prime Video, as they were showing the US Open, uh, mm. as a promotional tool, supplied to us here i mean i've just found it in the office it's very good isn't a it? massive sponge a massive blue and white sponge finger um, it's a strange one that's not the middle finger which i don't is mean good. The, the one you can eat i mean it's just like no, it's, it's not a hand. it's never the middle finger <laughs> no. although someone's probably done that that would be good wouldn't <laughs> it yeah a very insulting sponge hand. i think you should wear that throughout the show and when you want me to speak just point at me like that yeah i think With jason blue... roy was wearing it in the slips <laughs> The other day, I mean, he might have been. That may have been explaining. That he was, was wearing it while he was batting. That would, well. le- that would level up a game of cricket. It's just, a, just a big, massive. Uh, yeah. Not a big fan of the sponge hand. I mean, it's not really. I mean, uh, you know, are you Andy? Are you? Uh, uh, I, I can't say <laughs> I am. No, but kids love them, don't they? I yeah, well, it's a bit of fun, isn't know, it? The old know. sponge hand. <laughs> <laughs> the old sponge hand, yeah. Why not? Just a bit of fun. And uh, this is Strictly Dance Pro Kevin Clifton. Oh, yeah, Reckons yeah. his dream of being first to win twice in a row has been crushed after yeah. he was paired with 60-year-old Annika Rice. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Anton Dubet, you thought, oh, he's going to get 
he's going to get he always gets the old you know the older ones you know? yeah yeah but he didn't he got somebody that he's really he's really got a fighting chance. Yeah, he's got he's a chance got an, he's got an east he end book me until christmas he's <laughs> got an east end it must be hard mm. for him because he's very good value of course and uh, mm. he's only ever on it but well he's either on it for a week if he gets an intermediary or a couple of weeks or if it's some um if it's, it's like a Whittaker if it's dragging Anne Whittaker round the floor like a <laughs> bag of like a bag of rubbish he might get to he might get to <laughs> black he might does you know, I know that yeah. one he sort of drag her about no. Oh, like no, yeah, he, yeah. Looked like he was going to go and hide her in a I had more somewhere. as a mop, mop than a bag of rubbish, <laughs> but I know what you mean. But anyway, you, you know what I mean. He, he I might do, last yeah. until uh, Blackpool. You're all going to be enthralled till Blackpool. And everybody's life was like that. Oh, I'm not well, mm. but I just hope I can get through to Blackpool. But a source uh, said that uh, Kevin's very unhappy about it because he was hoping to win uh, he, twice in a row, which has never been done before. Yeah. And the source said, Kevin calls himself King Kevin. Does he? Does he really? Does he really call him? I'd love to call myself King Andy. Well, I've often I've often used a phrase very similar to that. <laughs> you have. Where's King Andy? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, once or twice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. I mentioned earlier on you'll probably see a lot of Ferraris in a, a football club car park, but uh, Hungerford's uh, very own Kevin Watson, former mm. Spurs players, pointed out no Ferraris in our car park, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously, maybe Premier League, I should have qualified <laughs> that, Kev. It's on That's level, obviously. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, if you want to make your car stand out uh, from the crowd, then you probably go to our next guest. We've spoken to him before uh, about back in the day, about rapping. Well, when it was all the rage, it probably still is. I still see plenty mm. of cars. This is different, around. though. It, it is. Mm. This is completely different. This is uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang has chromed up his limited edition uh, Ferrari. It's a two million pound car, apparently one of, I think they said less than three hundred uh, made. So it's very, very special. And uh, it, it, yeah, I suppose it is a form of wrapping. It's been chromed. Yeah. There is a part of me that thinks, you know, if, you've, if you're buying a two million pound Ferrari, shouldn't you be happy with what it is? And not many other people are going to have it. You don't need to make it that distinctive. But it's up to him. It's his money. Uh, rapper Chroma to the stars, Yanni Cherilambos uh, joins us once again. Hi, Yanni. 
Hi, how you doing, gents? You well? Yeah, we're yeah, good, good thank you. Again, I, th- I think you kind of knew this would probably split opinion because it is a Ferrari. Mm. And it's a LaFerrari as well. It's not yeah. a normal Ferrari. And the colour he's chose is um, is very out there, shall we say. Right. And when, so, you have you done work, I take it you've done work for him before on his other cars, yeah? So what's interesting, when I overcame to Arsenal, everyone said to me, he's car mad. And they're like, he will definitely contact you at some point. And then what happened was, he sent me, I think he's in the training ground, and um, he was saying, I need to get my car done. Hector Bellerin was like, go see Yanni, he does everyone's cars. And he came to see me, and we'd done his Lamborghini Urus and his Aventador in chrome gold. Right. And then we'd done his Puffamante Spider, another Lamborghini, in like the flip holographic colour. And he was like, I want to uniform my LaFerrari as well. So we um done that <laughs> as well. Wow. Four cars, two, um, two colours each. I, I, there's a picture of it in your mm. workshop. It's kind of... Is it completely chromed, or is this work in progress, or is this the kind of finished job? Because it's not completely no, chrome. <laughs> no, it's work in progress. Okay. The bumpers have still not been done yet. They're still the original red. And everyone says you really shouldn't wrap a red Ferrari. However, listen, when you're a Bama Yang, you score plenty of goals, you earn a lot of money, and you're, you're very out there. The way he dresses as well is very, very bright and loud, so he can do what he wants. Yeah, and he does. I didn't think he wore pinstripes too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could make it his own. Either, yeah. He could make it his um, own. I was going to say, so eventually, will the car be part chrome, part red, or is it going to be all chrome? No, no, all the red's going to go, so it'll all be chrome, so it'll be one colour. Right. Wow. Oh, that's actually, that's different, because it looks a bit odd at the moment, doesn't it? The, the papers have got hold <laughs> well, of it. I've just noticed it hasn't got a bumper on it, that makes it look yeah. odd. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the pictures in the, in the papers this morning were sort of half chrome, well, half yeah. red, and I thought, well, that looks a bit odd. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, if it's going to be all chrome... Well, fair enough. Do you, do you feel, I mean, when you're working on a kind of limited edition uh, car like this, you, you must feel the pressure. My staff feel the pressure, yeah. it's um, you, you make one mistake on a car like this and it can cost thousands of pounds. Mm. Um, however, my guys are experts. We've been doing this a long, long time. Uh, we wrapped an Aston Martin Vulcan recently, which was over 2.2 million. <laughs> so we're used to these sort of cars. However, it's, yeah, it's, it's stressful, it's pressure. But Ober's really cool. So he was like, Yanni, take your time. I've got lots of cars. I mean, not well. Right, so you've got you, you haven't got to turn this round in an afternoon. <laughs> no, we've had this car two weeks now, so it'll probably be with us for another. I'd probably say another week, wow. um, and he'll collect it uh, probably end of next week based on um, the fixture list. So, what's the process then? You uh, you t- kind of take a mould, or how do you get it so precision then? No, so the car so the car will come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be cleaned and then stripped down. So when I say stripped down, you take the wing mirrors off, handles. Um, bumpers if need be if you're trying to hide a colour Um, and then they will lay a like a a vinyl down like 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 sticky back plastic do you remember when you were at school you used to wrap your books it's pretty much that in in a huge huge size and that will actually change the colour it's laid on with a heat gun uh, so it's heat and it's sticky and literally they finish it with a knife on the edge or cutting tape, and that's how you get a colour change. Really? You don't can you, can you, don't you reverse bubbling. it? You don't have any bubbling under it. I imagine you don't get bubbling in your line of business, not on a £2 million car anyway. No, listen, you get bubbling in everything, but my guys are that good that even if you do get a bubble, they'll make sure they get it out. Yeah. So say he comes in next week and he goes, oh, I'm really looking forward to it, and he, you unveil it to him and he goes, oh, no, that's not quite what I thought. Can, can you put it back to being red again? Could you do that? Yeah, you can just literally just take the wrap off. So you can go back to the original colour, mm. um, no problem at all. There'll be no damage to the car. So that's why when people say, oh, you've ruined that car, how can you possibly do that? Well, the car can go back to an original colour. If he bought that car in that colour, of course, it's going to be an absolute joke. But because he can put it back to red, it's no problem. You get bored. If you have a black Range Rover and you drive it every day, rather than selling the car, 
um, you just literally just change the colour and it feels like you've bought a new car. Wow. Yeah, it's true. It's, so, who was your... Was there a one footballer you did work for and then kind of word of mouth, Yanni, is that how it all took off for you? Yeah, so so one of my best friends is a football player called Bakary Sanya, who's mm-hmm. obviously Arsenal and Man City. And I've done his car many, many years ago. And um, it was at the training ground. Everyone's like, wow, who done your car? And he's like, oh, this guy, Yanni. And the next time my phone rings, it was William Gallas. He was like, come and see me. And we done his car in chrome silver. And that day, um, I delivered it to the, to the stadium. And Arsenal um, won. I think they playing Blackburn on the day. And on the back page of the newspaper, it said Arsenal's chrome win and had a picture of his car. And literally, it just blew up and it was everywhere. And that was early days of chrome. So we're talking maybe 10 years ago, before right. we did a lot of chrome cars now. And then, obviously, Gallas used to play at Chelsea. So he gives me Jogba. Jogba gives me John Terry. Hmm. JLS have a Christmas party. They give me one direction. You then get Gordon Ramsay. And literally, if you do a good job, if, I always say, if you're famous or you've got a lot of money, it's very difficult to trust people. They're not going to rip you off or sell a story on you. Yeah. And um, if you're recommended by your peers or, or people that are in your training in um, in the training ground, mm. you can't you can't be a recommendation. And that is how my business has grown so yeah. quickly. That's true. That's yeah. good. What's the worst car you've ever had to do? That bloke's brought in an old banger or something. Do you, you occasionally get you get like a, I don't know an old sort of uh, Focus or something that's a bit knackered <laughs> with the, the uh, exhaust hanging off. Maybe not with the exhaust hanging off. But listen, we, we have a lot, of, a lot of um young guys that are 17 years old, their first cars, they might have like a Vauxhall Corsa yeah. or they might have like a 1 Series BMW or an A1 or an A3. Hmm. So, to be honest, it's, it's whether... A lot, a lot of the times, the kids, their parents, treat them for their birthday, like their 17th birthday, their 18th birthday. Um, so we had, we had a, a boy who's 18 years old. He got a, an A-class for his car, for his birthday. And um, his dad treated him to have a chrome blue wrap on it. It was on the TV show on... Um, Danny Supercar Customizer, and he, he loved it, and the dad paid for it. He so, wasn't duped. And he's got his little souped-up Fiat 500. He's, it's a few years, you've been You've been or thinking... Bath, of, I don't um, know. Is it in a bath? bath? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Okay, we do loads of them. Everyone yeah. loves the suits. They're a great car. They're fast, they look cute. And obviously, I'm not sure how cute you look driving it, but uh, <laughs> I haven't been described as cute for a very long he's, time. He's been saying he's been saying he's thinking of changing it at some point, but he doesn't want it because he hardly uses it. But I've only got rack, I've had it for five years. I've only got ten thousand. Maybe miles a bit of chroming. Uh, a yeah, bit might, of chroming. Be, might be good. You want it? Ra- so if, if Andy comes in with his uh, Fiat, Andy, what, what sort of money are you talking about to have to have it uh, chromed? What colour is the car now? What color it's is it? red and grey. It's two tone. Two-tone. So, so usually people like the grey. So if you, if let's say you've done that car and you change it to a normal colour, let's say you went blue or black or green or you went a satin or matte finish, oh, yeah. that car is going to be fifteen hundred pound maximum, two thousand pound in a normal colour. If you went chrome, hmm. that car's more four or five thousand pound. The reason being, chrome so much more expensive. It takes a lot longer um, to lay. It's a lot harder, and obviously per meter. Yeah. Very, very expensive. Oh, I'll just get some baker foil and do it myself. <laughs> He's going to do it himself. <laughs> going to get a pret stick and some baker foil. It can't be that hard, Yanni, can it? <laughs> well, good luck with that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be terrible. Uh, good to talk to you again. Thanks, All the best. Yanni. Thanks very much. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Take care, guys. Cheers. There we are. Uh, Yanni Charan Bustero. Uh, it's a good business, own, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Like he says, mm. you know, you look after the right people and uh, and it, it works out. Yeah. What about you? You fancy a bit of chrome? I can't I don't see you as a chrome person. No, I can't see me with a bit of chrome, really. I mean, just, I just wonder where... That's always going to have to be uh, valet parked, isn't it? Uh, mm. uh, Bama Yang's... Uh, well, he's probably got a nice big garage. He probably has, but I mean, when he goes anywhere, so he, pops, he pops down sort of, uh, you know, the co-op for a pint of milk or something and he sort of parks it in the car park. <laughs> Who takes a two million pound Ferrari down to the co-op what's to buy a pint of milk? So, well, what's his runaround then? His runaround's probably about sort of a 300 grand car, nah, isn't it? I bet, I bet he's got a little... What do you reckon he's got? What does he go and get his milk in? 
Mini Cooper. You think you're souped up? Yeah, yeah, think, something like that. Slightly, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Mini Cooper. I can't see him on the Mini Milk His float. hair will be sticking out the top. His hair will be sticking out the top with Mr Whippy. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Good afternoon, it is Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Joining us in the studio, man, you may have heard on the uh, shows uh, down in Edinburgh with Charlie Baker and, uh, and Danny Kelly. Uh, Tom Glover uh, pops in to see us this afternoon, uh, Spurs supporting comedian. Good afternoon, Tom. That is right, you are Hello. Spurs. Yeah, fan, I am a Spurs fan, right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm from the West Country. So yeah. how, why Tottenham? I see you're a West Country boy. Um, well, I've, I've, I've got family links. Okay. Uh, I qualify through my granddad, I think. But, um, well, I mean, where we live, there's, there's no league football team really the closest team is probably Exeter and that's 45 minutes away from me so I thought I might as well pick a team that I enjoy watching which oh, okay. for some reason was Tottenham what sort of era was this then when you so this was sort of like uh, the Teddy Sheringham days oh, okay. like, cause I probably my, the first TV I saw the first one I saw on TV was Euro 96 okay. and I got into it through that I liked Sheringham I liked Ian Walker for some reason, mm, he's nice a goalkeeper hair. yeah he's lovely hair, hair. So, yeah, yeah. and um, so so yeah I chose Tottenham oh Oh, well, that's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, maybe it's paying back a bit now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. They, they play Exeter right in the Cup, which they have in the past. Stevie Perryman is the link yeah. there between those two exactly. teams. He was at uh, an Exeter for a long time. Now, you mentioned the Southwest there, and you, you do a lot of work in that area, don't you? Yeah, so I, I live in Devon, and uh, I work as a comedian. I, I've got a lot of, like, regular gigs that I host down that way, in, like, yeah. Weymouth and... Timmouth and Lyme Regis, and um, yeah, that's where most of my work is. To be honest, like little West Country circuit. Is it? A, is it a big? Is it a big thriving circuit down there? The West Country. We found out today that uh, Tiverton Town fans like to drink a lot of cider because uh, they drunk West. Uh, I thought it was Taunton Town. Oh, sorry. T- what did I say? Tiverton. Tiverton. I mean, I mean, that is a big local rivalry oh, yeah, that you're kicking off there. Like, oh, yeah, Taunton, yeah, no, Taunton drunk. They drunk uh, Winchester FC dry. <laughs> um, but that was basically um, three cases of cider. So it's not like they drank about 40 or 50. But, well, that's uh, about as big as the football achievements go in the West Country <laughs> as, as a fan, maybe. <laughs> Are you a cider man? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind a bit of cider. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to come on national radio and, and slag off cider as a, a West well, Country you'd, man. you'd but... never work again, would no, you? No, of course it's not. Like no, no. Saying, not a massive fan of pasties. Exactly. You're never going to work, are you? <laughs> no. That's right, yeah. Jam first or cream first? Where do you stand on that? Well, that is a local radio phoning topic once a week in the West Country. I mean... It could start a war. They could. They had yeah. one over a football match once. Well, they didn't, but they always say they did now. Yeah. Yeah. They could have one. Imagine if they could... The, the jam first, cream first war between Devon and Cornwall. That's never going to happen. Yeah, you have to never sit never on the gonna, fence. You have to yeah, sit yeah, on the yeah, fence yeah, for that. Like Trevor Brookin, you've yeah. got to. <laughs> so you mentioned there that you're an MC, but you also appear on other bills. It, what do you find the difference? you prefer one to the other? Um, well, MCing, it's a bit more, you're a friend of the audience, really. You chat yeah. with the audience, you, you take the mick out of what they do for a job. It's a bit more relaxed. You're one of them, really. And um, this, I'm doing a tour uh, coming up, starting on Thursday, actually. And uh, it's my first sort of solo show in the Southwest because often audiences say, when are you going to come and do a set and they don't often see me do a set because that's usually when I travel outside of the West Country so it's um, it's a good chance for them to see me do actual comedy do you do a bit of live stuff sorry a bit of local stuff do you do, you, you, you do give them some of the you slag off the uh, the local other local town and of course of, of course you've got to do that and then talk about yeah. all the, the local attractions like the big sheep and uh, the Trago Mills uh, and all yeah. these great things you'll see if you ever visit the West Country um, <laughs> Trago Mills, a sign. Yeah, if you're heading down west, you see that sign. I always think it sounds mm. like some sort of uh, hello. I'm Trago Mills. I know it does sound a bit of an actor. Yeah, Trago. Yes. Though, I mean, he's a Somerset player, isn't it? Peter Trago must yeah. be a sort of popular name. It must, it must be. I'm, I'm guessing it is. So you get a chance to say good evening, Blandford. 
You can go out there and, and you can share. <laughs> yeah, well, Blamford's another one of my regular ones. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got, uh, maybe not a big date on most touring schedules. Because yeah. what you do in Edinburgh is you do your Edinburgh show, and if it goes well, you take it to the Soho Theatre in yeah. London, and that's the general yeah. uh, path you take. But I've taken my show from the Edinburgh Festival to Skittle Alleys and converted <laughs> churches <laughs> and the sort of gigs we have in the West Country. Yeah. Did, it, did it go well, Edinburgh, for you? Yeah, I, I think it did. Like, there's a lot of us up there, and like, I had audiences, and they enjoyed it. And um, it, it's a long slog, but it, it's good fun, and it's good to be a part of it because you feel a bit left out down in the West Country sometimes. So yeah. it's good to be in the main thrust. You of were part of the uh, free fringe, weren't you? Which is we talked about at the time. Which is I mean, a lot of listeners be wondering how that works, but effectively you kind of pay what you think the show's worth, don't you? Really? Yeah, the free fringe is great because it's it's very expensive to go to Edinburgh. Yeah. If you don't go for that model, and basically you have to fly for your own show, so you're out on the streets for two or three hours which can be a bit soul destroying but it's great because the, the audiences then come to you and if they enjoy the show they put money in a bucket at the end and, and you keep the money from the bucket so you really know if the show's gone well because what were the best and worst nights then Tom can you say what was best bucket worst bucket night through the whole uh, the whole can you I mean the, um, the tax man's listening honestly you can uh, take like, off 25% <laughs> just having a show is a start because yeah. a lot of my friends went up there and yeah. they'd, they'd fly for three hours and they went into their room and no one had turned up and, and so I, I had like the minute minimum number I had in the audience was 10. Which oh, okay. is the, the average audience is four, apparently, in Edinburgh. Really? <laughs> That's not four? Too bad. So is that yeah, hard, is it hard to do an hour really? to four people? Or I mean, I mean just... luckily I never had to do that. I did ten. No, that ten, was, oh, ten was hard okay, enough. Yeah. Well, but, dude, um, maybe you could have asked a friend. I mean, when yeah. it's just four, it's basically just like being the entertainment on Come Dine With Me, essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you just have to get them through it, I think. Wow, I've yeah, been to shows, cool. and I've been to Edinburgh a lot, and I've been to shows where there's not that many people, but yeah. I'm always impressed by the fact the act treats as if there are which I think you have to, yeah. as if there are a thousand people. Treat it like a stadium, yeah, you saw, like like a yeah. stadium gig. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you, you can do, big, can go one of big screens. You can go you? one of two ways, can't <laughs> yeah. you? Can either just you can either do that and just play it as if it's a full room, or you can say, "Look, guys, yeah. I realise." You don't want to be here as much as I don't want to be here, but let's just push on for it. Yeah. <laughs> can you work That's the audience in the same way? If you've got four, can you go, all right, mate, what's your name, where are you from? All right, mate, what's your name, where are you from? Yeah. Where are you, mate? Where are you? Yeah, okay, fine, we've established. And they're all in our team, which gives you nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, we're four friends, we're all in the same business. Yeah, yeah, your mum and dad's there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Glover Not a Fighter is, I mean, obviously that's a play on words on the name, but it's, it's uh, I mean, you're getting, on your fly, you're getting punched in the face. Yeah, I mean, it's, it never went that bad in Edinburgh. But, <laughs> but, but is, there, is it, is it, is it a theme, is there a theme Yeah, it's the a, loose, a loose theme to the show. Yeah. It's basically about my dad. Right, and, okay. um He's a bit of an old school alpha male kind of guy yeah. uh, with a trade account at Travis Perkins. There's <laughs> the sort of guy all the adverts on Talksport are, are aimed at. Yeah, That's he, my dad. He, he turns the <laughs> app off and listens to the ads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like, I've been listening to this for ten years and I've never bought a Makita power drill. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's, just, it's not time. it's not my world. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a sort of conflict we've had in our lives. Like we, 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 he's a great dad and we get on well, but he's from a different world. Yeah. <laughs> what did he make when you didn't go uh, into a trade? Uh, when you became a comedian, what did he make of that? I mean, get a trade is his answer to every argument we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but he, he's always been supportive of it. He's because he, he's sort of a man who likes to sort of hold court in, in a social situation. So I think he's quite proud of the fact that I went into comedy. It's probably something that he would have liked to have done yeah. 
himself. So he's been always been supportive of it, to be fair did to him. Did they come up to Edinburgh and see the show? Um, not that supportive, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's supportive from afar. He'll probably yeah, come and watch me right, when yeah, I, yeah. I, I do it locally. <laughs> and what was your route in then? What was what were you doing before the comedy? Um, so I, w- I was a local newspaper reporter for a oh, little okay. while. You do a um, bit of sport, did you? Or was it? Yeah, I used to go and report on the on the local football team occasionally. Who was who was that? Uh, team? That was Bridport Town. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So I used to go and watch them and report on that. But it didn't really work with a comedy because I'd be. At, I'd be at work till five, six o'clock and then I'd have to go to a gig and yeah. then I'd be back in the next day. Um, and then I became a postman. <clears throat> so oh, then it was okay. like uh, early starts uh, and late finishes and that <laughs> was a bit of a nightmare. You never really thought a lot of that through, those no. career choices. But the good thing about being a postman is you could leave, your, leave yeah. after your round at one or two o'clock, get to a gig. Yeah. But then you'd be back at like six a.m. in the morning on the on the shift. I'm gonna <laughs> so, thought you were gonna say next day I was a fireman, but you're halfway through a gig and the bell goes. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. a fire. So yeah, yeah, you, but uh, now, full time now. Yeah, full time now. So just just over a year, and, and I'm, I'm still sticking with it. And <laughs> you were saying to us you were in the, you live around the Axminster area. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got, you got a carpet question. Well, I have got a carpet question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Do you get discounted carpets? Well, really that is, is one that question. Well, that could be one question. Okay. Yeah. I mean. It, a bit of off-cut if you play your cards right. <laughs> is it particularly noticeably a carpet area? You do, um, you think, oh, that's a nice carpet. <laughs> well, that, well most question. floors I've seen do have carpets. Do have carpets. But yeah, I don't know yeah, if that's yeah, just yeah. something that well, happens countrywide. Up, up in London, really, if you go into an estate agent's window now, you'll see every picture is wooden yeah. floor, wooden yeah. floor, wooden yeah. floor. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so, yeah that's know, true. I mean, if you've got a laminate... Do they put dog poo through your letterbox? Yeah, that's the question Andy's asked. I mean, can you have a laminate floor in, in Axminster? I couldn't dream of affording an Axminster carpet, but, but, but maybe if I mention them enough on Talksport, they might send me one. Okay, <laughs> well, look, Tom, good to see you. Uh, people can get TomGloverComedy.co.uk for all the dates. He is going to be in uh, Hamden, Plymouth, Bridport, Lyme Regis, Blandford. Tainmouth and Honnett and all lovely parts of the world. Oh, Tainmouth. Excellent. Timmouth, actually. Oh, sorry, Timmouth. Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, the rest of them are brilliant. I'm not from that part. No. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Baker would get me by the throat when he, he says will, yes. Do you know Charlie, of course, the West Country... Comedy Mafia. Of course, yes, I know Charlie. You he, Charlie and uh, you Charlie and Jethro. I think that's it, isn't that, it? Really? I think that is it, yeah. And then there are a few of us down there. Holy but Trinity. Yeah, there's not as many as there are perhaps in London or Edinburgh. That's Good for sure. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Tom. Thanks for yeah, coming Yeah, nice in. to meet you both. There we are. Comedian Tom Glover there. Are we going to talk a bit more Kosovo uh, when we come back? Yeah. Good. I love the carpet. I knew the carpet question was coming. I, well, I would have know. put my house on it. We've been working with you for 20 years. It's not surprising you can predict what I'm going to do. Yeah. I know, I'm surprised you don't know. There's not a person called Glover, you know, so you're going to ask Tom if he's related to that. Uh, is there a famous Glover out there? You want to ask Tom if he's related. Oh, old footballer Len Glover. Len, you related to Len Glover? No, nor Danny Glover from the Lethal Weapon films, not him either. Okay, no. there we are. Just, uh, just two of the Glovers You're not Tom related is not to. related to. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Cheers, thank you. It's Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. So far, Andy, I've not heard you swear since we came swear, off here. You can swear on podcasts, apparently. Yeah, but I, I think you're better than that. You shock, <laughs> you shock people if you okay. just if you swear gratuitously. So be, let's yeah. let's leave that to England uh, get bowled out for 35 in the final <laughs> Ashes Test, yeah. and you can come on and do all your favourite swear words. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, we will see you uh, tomorrow. Thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.